You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I am really excited because I have somebody from Australia, and all of you that know me know that that is my bucket place. That's where I'm going before I kick the bucket. So this is Edward Zia, and he is a certified practicing marketer and an international master coach and has mentored thousands of winners globally to help them get more clients, win top positions, and become leading personal brands. As a master grade coach, Edward has exceeded a threshold of 10,000 plus personal coaching hours, making him the leader in his field. And he is helping individuals generate millions and millions of dollars and he loves what he does. So I am really, really excited to have him here because he didn't just get there. It took him some time to get there. And that is what I wanted to talk to him about today. So Edward, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I got to say, we love our American brothers and sisters and um, big love to all of you from down under. Thank you. I hope to go there one day. I really do. It's always been a dream place for me. So, and, and, and you know what? Um, a lot of, I mean, we're close allies. We have a lot of Americans living in Sydney mm-hmm. and you know what? We'd love to have you here. Sydney's a beautiful place and I will show you around. We love America and yeah. love Americans. Oh, thank you. My my son went there for two months and did not want to come back home. So he had to leave because the government's like, uh, you need to go. But he wanted to stay. <laughs> so Edward, if we can just start off really quick about who you are. I just want to know, I know I give a little bio, but that's not really who you are. Give me a little bit about who you are. Hmm. So as I said, on high level international master coach, run a, with my wonderful wife, Lassie, run a global um you know, education, business, helping people become influencers and on a more personal level. So I guess, you know, know, a father of two kids, um, I'm quite politically active as well. So, um, so I'm actually a member, I'm trying to translate, we've got slightly different languages. So I'm a member of the Australian Liberal Party, which I try and say to Americans is like, 
when it comes to money and personal rights, we're like Republicans. When it comes to social issues like gay marriage, we're Democrats. So a bit of a hybrid. So we're like Republicans on money, but socially we're Democrats is the way right. I try. And <laughs> so uh, quite politically active in Australia. And also too, I, I do a lot of charity work as well. So I'm a Christian um, and I do a lot of uh, work in the community as well. So I do a lot of work, oh, not only in terms of business, but also locally in terms of, you know, politics, Christianity, that sort of thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm a Christian as well. So, you know, getting involved with people and, and taking care of people is a big, big deal for us, right? That's something we have, we have to do. It's a mandate. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really um, drawn to your story. So if people don't know you, I don't know how they don't, because I see you on LinkedIn, like everywhere, right? You are the, like the LinkedIn guy for me anyway, because I just recently transitioned to going on to LinkedIn from like Facebook and stuff. And I'm glad I did. I'm oh, yeah. finding a lot of like-minded people, you know, very professional content. It is just more refreshing. Yeah. And look, with respect to people on Facebook and yeah. Instagram, uh, and, and I say, again, I say this with respect to all my Facebook friends out there. Um, Facebook's not the platform it was 10 years ago. Right. That's right. It's just, uh, it's really, you know, it's sort of like, you know, like, for example, LinkedIn is way better now than what it was five years ago. And I don't know anyone that thinks Facebook is better now than what it was five years ago. Right. Right. It's changing. It's definitely changing. But um, I was like, so when I saw you, I'm like, wow, he has great content. Um, I love what you talk about. I love how strategic you are. And I also like how straightforward you are. Mm. That really resonates with me because I'm that way as well. I mean, the show is called No Sugar Added for goodness sakes, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so <laughs> that really, like, <laughs> that really like, yeah, you know, um, I was, so I went onto your website and I was reading about you and, and reading about all you have been through. And that's what I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit as well. Like you have a very, uh, you know, up and down past. You've gone through quite a bit in your life, quite a yep. bit. So mm. I wanted to, to talk to you about that because I want to show people that there is a journey that we're all on, but we yeah. don't have to be stuck where we are, right? So can you tell us a little bit, if you don't mind going there a little bit about your, your past and what you've been through? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give the condensed versions just so we don't uh, respectful of everyone's time. So, so in short, um, I've lived a, and I'll, I'll get, I like telling the story from this point of view, up until the age of 10, I was a very normal suburban kid. So up until the age of 10, uh, you know, had birthday parties at the time I had a Commodore 64. I was actually quite a popular kid leading a very normal life. Then when my, basically my, around about when I was 10 years old, um, we had a big family breakdown. My mother got she still, she survived, by the way. My mother got terminal cancer, but she survived. Mm. Um, however, in relation to your question, we had a big family breakdown and I found myself without a home, uh, which was very bad. So uh, it's sort of like almost a switch flicked when I got turned to, uh, when I turned 10 years old, I went from sort of this wonderful suburban sort of upbringing mm -hmm. to a very dark and troubled past. I lived in a lot of different places, um, spent a bit of time on the street as well. And um, moving ahead, when I was 19, I, a bit, I just, I was at high school and we had the very good looking, charming army recruiters come to our school, hand out pamphlets. And it's like, they just spoke to me. It's sort of like, oh yeah, we pay for everything and you can leave and you can start a brand new life. And I'm like, where do I sign up? I'm out yeah. of here. Like I, like I quit, I'm done. Like, where do right. I sign up? So, <laughs> so at the moment, and, and a lot of us were like that. So I was, um, you know, where I was, it's sort of like when the recruiter comes, it's sort of like, yep, take me, take me. It's sort of like, um, 
I know what it's like in America, but in Australia, it's the opposite. Everyone wants to get into the army or the police mm-hmm. force. It's very hard to get in. Even in wartime, you can't get in in Australia. It's, it's really hard, really hard. So, um, yes, I was very lucky to get in. And when I was 19, I left and joined the army. And um, wow. very, so very lucky to, so I was a combat engineer. I was like a private, like in the army. Uh, and a combat engineer and, um, and based on my heritage I come from an Islamic background uh, before I converted to Christianity and um, I was very lucky to um, uh, basically be invited by the federal government um, in the Australia we call it the AFP which is the Australian Federal Police it's a bit like your FBI right. with the dash of CIA is the best way I can put it right <laughs> and a yeah. dash of the DEA and um, yeah, anyway I ended up working in drug enforcement for a few years so it was amazing wow how long yeah. were you in the military about three or four years um, and that was a combination of I was in the military the whole time but the military doing like the more army sort of private mm-hmm. stuff plus uh drug enforcement with um so it's with the AFP it's a bit like you would say in American terms like DEA sort of work I yeah was doing. yeah that's amazing wow okay <laughs> so don't mess with you got it check uh <laughs> so you you did skip over it a little bit but you said you spent some time in the streets as well yeah, yeah. So look, it's um, and, and look, I, I'm not here to, you know, I've, I've reconciled my parents. They're wonderful people. They're good, honest yeah. people who made the mistakes. So I just don't want to, yeah. I'm not having yeah, a shot course. my parents here, but again, I got to tell the truth as well. Um, but yeah, look, family breakdown. Um, and and basically, yeah, it's um, I was in 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 a in a few different foster homes, and um, a few times I was out on the street being, uh, you know, looked after by the Salvation Army at times. So it was um. So some tough years there for sure. Yeah, yeah, tough years and and stuff that people are really going through. You know, um, you know, twenty twenty did hit our economy mm. very hard here in the states, mm. and um, and that was you know that was happening a lot to families as well. That's why I asked because it is something that's real, right? It's not about uh, bashing anyone. It's about reality that life can be really hard, and we go through a lot of hard things, and. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing on LinkedIn and I'm excited about your workshops. I actually do view the, the recordings. They're very good, very good. And they're very informative. Um, so I thank you for that. So I wanted to, to go there because I want to show people that where you are is not where you have to be, you know? So, Absolutely. I mean, you're even your career, right? You've changed even your career, right? Unless you're still doing drug enforcement while you're teaching LinkedIn. Well, on that note, um, on that note, right? So the answer is, so I'm not doing drug enforcement. However, however, because I'm a veteran, um, much like in America, like Australia and America have a lot of similarities, much like America, if you're a veteran, you get an elevated status in society, right? Much like America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a veteran, I do a lot of political work. So I do, I, I do a lot of political work. I still do a bit of um, operational work with the federal government. And uh, so even though I'm technically not in the army or the armed forces i'm still helping them out as a veteran so that's great all that experience is very relevant today is because again it's and what i say to a lot of people it's not just about you know edwards here being some guy on linkedin i also do a lot of work in the community and also active politically as well so very politically active on both local and also national australian level oh that's great okay that's good so now how did you how did you transition to what you're you're doing now because you have a whole program now right so um are you using all of those experiences to kind of like help you weave through this because i one of the things you said that also resonated with me because you're a straight talker um you're like get the toxic people out oh oh, totally i I love that you said that so that was really like to me it was like yes 
And if I could go forward on that note, and um, I actually did a webinar on this topic and I actually upset a few people, right? And yeah. the people I upset were toxic people. Only okay. a toxic person. It, I, I use a metaphor of, you know how you meet like a, a, a wife or a husband that's cheating on their spouse, right? You know, you meet those sort of people that they're cheating. Yeah. Whenever you just talk about the topic of cheating, they get very nervous and defensive. It's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like, if you talk about cheating around me, I don't care because I'm right. not cheating. You know, you know, guilty conscience, right? Yeah. I had a few people on the webinar actually abuse me and send all these uh, horrible messages. Anyway, but interesting point though is to go further on your statement, Nina, I couldn't agree with you more, is it's not just that toxic people are bad. If you have too many toxic people in your life, you'll actually become a failure. Mm -hmm. Wow. And the thing, the thing I've observed, let's say you've got, I don't know, two or three toxic people in your life. They'll slow you down, but you'll still get away with things, right? Right. Yeah, they'll, they'll annoy you, but you still become successful. It's when you've sort of got five or 10 toxic people in your life, mm. that's when you're going to end up a failure. Like, be it you're going to end up, you know, uh, you, you, you're just not going to succeed. You're either going to be stuck in some dead-end job getting nowhere, or you might even go down a darker turn, especially like in a place like Sydney. Not so bad anymore, but uh, for example, uh, cocaine was a huge problem in Sydney probably about 10 years ago. And uh yeah, that, that stuff can really mess you up. So you'd have high-flying professionals who'd start, you know, doing a bit of coke for fun. And uh, three years later, they're losing their jobs because they're so mentally fried from years of that environment. So what happens is, is that that little blow at a party turned into an addiction that actually destroyed their marriages and destroyed their careers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And, you know, I do like that you mentioned that. I was, I was I guess, surprised that you did, right? I, I thought that you were going to talk about like you know your marketing and all of that but it is so true how all of those things kind of interweave right they all are going to be valuable and important um and, and <laughs> you're so funny the toxic people were mad at me it's so true and toxic people are the worst sort of people ever because okay i'll give you an example right if someone wants to go, look, I'm not supporting self-harm here, but if you listen, I'm not saying I'm not supporting self-harm, but look, the other day, if someone does something bad to themselves, I'm not supporting self-harm, but it's their choice to do it, right? Okay, I sort of get it, right? I disagree, but I sort of get it. But when they do bad things to other people, that I've got a problem mm -hmm. with, and that's where I, I want to put my foot down. And the thing about toxic people is what makes toxic people so dark and insidious is that they got to bring down people with them. They just can't take themselves down they've got to bring down everyone with them. And the, the reason why a lot of toxic people got so angry at me is because they're getting nervous because I'm not the only one calling them out because there's been a huge change in global culture. Whereas I think for years, toxic people slid under the radar where now there's a zero tolerance policy gets them to the point where companies are now writing to the HR policies, toxic behavior will not be tolerated. And this is what we define as toxic behavior, right? So it's, and, and I don't know about you, but um, I'm in Sydney. Sydney is the most litigious place in the world, right? And it, we have got the most lawyers per capita in the world, and we've got the per, per capita, we've got the most lawsuits. So everyone in Sydney loves suing everyone, right? Just the way we are, right? Just the way we are. Um, and here's an example. You know that um, bad stuff? You know Coca-Cola pulled that anti-white stuff recently? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's illegal in Australia. If you did that in Australia, um, you would get fined and shut down and you have executives arrested. So I don't know what the laws are in America, but that's, for example, if you did that in Sydney, let's say that happened in Sydney, the next morning you'd be flooded with lawsuits. Right. I get, within 20 yeah. minutes, people would take the photo in Sydney, 
they'd ring up their lawyer friend. They have a lawyer on the, they have a letter on the desk that morning suing him. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I'm actually not I, kidding. I agree. I, I listen, I, I believe that I, you know, in, in the U S I don't know what the, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I feel like I don't even know what the laws are anymore. To be quite honest, <laughs> I feel completely lost. Like, no, they didn't really do that. Did they really do that? Like it's yeah, that's how I'm feeling like almost every day. So I try not to listen to the news. I can't do it. Oh. <laughs> I can't do it. We're, it's too much. I, I'm not defending the news here. We're not too bad in Australia because Australians, um, where we're different. I was saying this before off camera. Um, the way I describe Australian culture to wonderful Americans like yourself, we're like Texans with no guns, but triple the aggression. <laughs> Who are Australians? I love that. <laughs> so take away a Texan's guns, but make them really aggressive and, and, and stick them through university and upset them. That's an Australian. So that's, okay. what yeah, that's such a good picture. I totally get it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, what, how do you, how was your process or, did you have toxic people in your life? I guess that's the first question. Yeah, right. So yeah, how absolutely. did you go through that process of knowing, you know, what these toxic people were doing or identifying it so you can start removing that from you? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of my life, I sort of, it probably, just being honest with you, probably wasn't until my mid-20s that I sort of started becoming aware of toxic people because mm -hmm. what makes toxic people insidious is that you don't know that they're toxic, right? right? That's the, the insidious nature of them. Um, so I had a lot of toxic people in my life, some toxic, some not. And to be honest, sometimes I was the toxic person. So before I, you know, um, in calling out my own behavior, I had times in my life where I was the villain. And, and again, and I, 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 I say that with absolute shame and redemption, right? Um, you know, and I suppose it's getting a handle on toxic behavior. So when have I been toxic, you know, looking in the mirror and I have had many times in my life where I've been toxic and I've done, you know, bad things to good people, which is wrong. And I'm, and uh, I greatly apologize for that. But also too, though, is when you can spot toxic behavior in other people, be it they're doing it to you yeah. or they're doing uh, something toxic to another person. And, and where's that line? And where do you say, no, nah, I'm not, you know, eventually everyone's got their line. Eventually someone crosses your line and you put your foot down and say, no, right. I'm not having part of this anymore. So do you have like a, like a, uh, inner feeling or a gut feeling or something or a flag that comes up when you're like, cause I, I think sometimes you can feel that energy off of people. At least I, I think sometimes you can. Um, so does, does something trigger in you where you go, ah, this is, this is probably not a good relationship, whether it's client or you, you know, cause sometimes it could be somebody you're trying to coach like a client. Right. So how, what's that trigger for you or what, what is an indicator? It's a, there can be things like when people are, um, you know, they're doing something bad to someone else. They're not paying their bills. Um, they're okay. just saying negative, weird stuff. All what happens is they're not listening to reason. They're sort of, you know, entering their own little reality and they're just saying weird stuff that doesn't make any sense. Or they're just obsessed with themselves. You get some, a lot of toxic people are just obsessed with themselves, right? They, in their own universe, yeah. the sun, the stars and the heavens and the earth revolves around them. Like they're really that messed up, right? Right. And when you're sort of dealing with people like that, and I'll call out that behavior, like, and I'll be, uh, you know, it depends how light it is because look, here's the point. And we all have toxicity in us, right? We're not all. Right. Of course. Right? Yeah, for sure. And it comes, it's like anything. It's like good versus evil. You know, it's sort of like, you know, an evil person can become good through redemption and a good person can become evil through a few bad decisions they keep making. Right. 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 So it's, it's, 
it's sort of like how you handle that. I often call it out, right? Yeah. And I, tr I try as nice as possible steering people away from the toxic behavior. But fortunately, you know, 95% plus of people you talk to don't want to be toxic. You know, if you call out some yeah. toxic behavior, and likewise, if someone calls out some toxic behavior in me, and I think they're correct, I'll be the first to say, hey, um, this is wrong. I shouldn't, you know, I'm the first to sit there and look in the mirror and say, no, this is not me. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. That's so good, right? That talks a lot about knowing self um, because I, I'm the same way. I, I actually like, um, I like good critique if it's going to help me grow. I mm. like that. It, that empowers me, right? Because it makes me feel like, okay, you know, that is a bad behavior that I'm doing. I need to really, really stop doing that, right? Whether it's a negative thought process or anything like that. So I like that you said that um, because I think it's really difficult to always pinpoint toxicity, like you said, right? Like you didn't realize until a certain time where something went off and you said, oh, wait a minute, this is toxic, you know? Yeah, I, I remember, um, uh, I'll use a, a, like a boy girl example, right? Um, when I was, uh, when I was a, a young, handsome man uh, working in the government, um, I met this uh, lovely young Canadian lady, right? And, um, and whilst we had a lot of fun, um, I remember one time, uh, you know, we were just, you know, at a place just sleeping. And at 2 a.m., she got up, went to the fridge and had a drink of vodka. Oof. And I'm like, um, <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to say a name, like, even though okay. I'm, I'm like, um, we'll just we'll call her Kylie for argument's sake. I say, uh, Kylie, did you just have a drink of vodka? It's like, and it's like, a, it's like a Tuesday or something, right? I'm like, right. uh, Kylie, um, <laughs> you just have some vodka. Yeah, I did. It's like, uh, we need to talk in the morning. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and interestingly, in the case of Kylie, um, after about a month or two, I ended up, I was a mental wreck after. She was, she mm. wasn't, now here's a, using her, Kylie as an example. She was not, she was actually a very good natured person. She had a very good heart, but she had so many toxic patterns. That's after so a month or two with her, I said, I'm done. I was just so stressed out after being with her. Yeah. It was the highest stress relationship <laughs> of my life, right? And um, and I said, "Look, um, I love you and all, but I'm going to end this." Um, you know, I was I was like a normal guy about two months ago, and I feel like I'm going insane. And I was normal till you showed up. I'm out of here. Yeah. Right. That is so good. That is so good. You know what that is too? Is your self reflecting also, right? If you're noticing that your patterns are changing, then yeah. you have to ask yourself why your patterns are changing. Um, that is so, so powerful. I want to, um, I want to switch a little bit and talk about um, your, what, what you do, like, what are your success habits? And one of the best things that I've gotten out of doing straight talk is talking to people like you who are successful and have uh, developed a way of becoming successful. So my question is, I'm just curious of what are your like habits of success? What, what are your success habits? that you know that you do like I I've spoken to some people who say every morning they wake up they meditate and then they go take a cold plunge in the shower you know that kind of stuff yeah. do you have like a routine or something you do to keep you going I, feel, I, I like I um I go to the gym like like you know two three times a week sometimes four times a week if I can so I go to the gym a few times a week because I like it um I don't own like, we've got a car for the family so wife and the kids have a car but I personally don't have a car uh and i live in a big city so it's easy so i a bit like a new york and i try mm -hmm. and you know walk it in public transport as much as i can 
And, um, and I always say, so Sydney is a bit like take New York and Florida and stick them together and fill it full of Texans. That's kind of Sydney as well, right? Right. <laughs> so, so you got, you, you, so for a place like Sydney, you don't often drive. It's a big city, you know, take public right. transport. And while I'm on public transport, I actually, um, I actually listen to a lot of stuff on YouTube. I listen to my favorite speakers. So I use right. that public transport time as an opportunity to listen to self-improvement. So at least, I'll, at least, at least an hour a day, I'll listen to my favorite speakers, coaches, and motivators. And um, and and, I've, and and the other thing is as well is um, turn off the fake news. So especially now, and and again, whether you're on the left side of politics or the right side of politics, what we can all agree on is how corrupt the news media has become over the past few years. Yeah. And I say whether you whether you're a massive lefty or a right winger. Turn off the TV and you will be so much better off. That's so true. I do like that you feed yourself though with, with content, right? So you, you're listening to speakers that are motivating you, that are lifting you up, that are filling you. That's, that's good. There's, there's two parts. One is pulling away from the negative propaganda mm-hmm. that you'll see mm-hmm. on mainstream TV, you know, the, the deep state propaganda. So pulling away from the propaganda. So you're not getting that mental toxicity dumped into your head. And then you're filling it with what you want to fill it with. Right. And also too, as well, I'm a Christian. Um, I come from a Middle Eastern background, right? So proud right. Middle Eastern Australian. Uh, and um, a lot of people don't know this actually, even whether you're a Christian or a Muslim, praying at least five times a day in the Middle East is very common. So I pray at least five times a day, um, which is very common. So again, Christian, Muslim, um, a lot of people think praying five times a day is an Islamic thing. Yeah, Christians pray a lot in the Middle East, yeah. you know, yeah. different in that regard. So a lot of prayer, which you would say is a form of meditation in the context of what we're talking. Oh, that's great. That's really great. Um, and then now you have this amazing program and it's called um, Excellence Above Coaching. Is that right? Did I say that right? Yeah. So our business okay. is called Excellence Above Coaching. And we, we've got a lot of different courses, workshops, uh, you know, uh, mentoring, whatever people are after. Right. And that's more to, are you developing, uh, well, I know that you do a lot of uh, marketing, right? So are you coaching them through that, like business uh, coaching and stuff like that? Or does it ever get uh, personal where you have oh, it's, some it's, personal it's coaching? Personal because okay. it, it, it all gets very personal because I'll say to someone, uh, let's say it's just more generic LinkedIn conversations, right? So, um, so let's say I'm looking over their LinkedIn profile. I've just signed up to my program and I'm just onboarding them, right? Actually, I, I got a new client I'm onboarding this afternoon. And um, I was going through their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say, oh, yeah, hey, look, just to let you know, probably want to start doing some videos, want to do that. And they'll start freaking out, right? Yeah, and I can't do a video. Oh, why is that? Oh, well, I'm just, it, it becomes a mindset issue, doesn't it? Because right. it's sort of like, you know, because I mean, any moron like me can wander in and say, yeah, you should do videos. That's it. But it's sort of like, yeah, you should just run 20 kilometers. Oh, sorry, right. go run 15 miles. Just go do right. it. It's okay. So, so Nina, just go run 15 miles now. It's okay. You can do it. Like, it's, any moron can say that, right. right? But you need a certain person who has the skills to help get you to that yeah, case. In the case of running 15 miles as an example. Right. And are you, um, oh, everything is on Zoom now, right? Everything is, is video. Everything is on LinkedIn, everything. So are you taking clients from all over the world or are you just trying to stay where you are in Australia? So completely global. So over half of our clients are outside of Australia. So we're a global okay. business. Uh, however, um, having said that, uh, we do, so the other, one of my other side roles as well is also um, am a like community manager ambassador for Meetups, you know, Meetup, the New York and company. Mm-hmm. Um, also help run Meetup across Australia, a little more community support. And um, and also got my own Meetup group. So I actually run uh, 
so as of a few months ago, I'm now running about five to six meetup groups every month across Australia through me and my team. So we're doing face-to-face again, completely fully. And it's awesome. Oh, that's so great. I know. I saw, I saw a video recently that you were doing. I'm like, wait, is he around people? Like they're like all with each other. It was awesome. You know, like the thing is, um, Australia's a great country. We're very, we've got a very strong, stable government, right? Very strong, stable government. Uh, and that's one of the great things about Australia. And we're aware, and again, whether you're from the left of politics or right. right of politics, whether you're from Africa or Eastern Europe or the Middle East or whatever, one thing that people are growing is Australia's got a very stable government, very stable system. So, you know, it's, which is good. And so they handled COVID very well. COVID was handled very beautifully. So we had a little bit of lockdown, but compared to the world, we, we had the lightest level because of our, the stability of our government and, I would say Australia's probably got some of the strongest healthcare in the world. We've got advanced healthcare, strong, stable government. That's good. Uh, we did very well during COVID. So if you got COVID, you'd be in a free hospital being treated tomorrow, yeah, that day, right? Right. And if you, don't, if you don't get COVID, the government's doing what they can to protect you. So um, yeah, very lucky to be in Australia. So again, we didn't have much, we get the odd lockdown scare here and there, right? But we don't have those blanket lockdowns, which is wonderful. Yeah, that is wonderful. And good for you for business, right? I mean, you get to see your people. It's, I mean, the the kind of business that you have and the coaching that you're doing, you want to ha- kind of have that eye to eye, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, great. And also too, and I'm not, the, I'm not the only person saying this, by the way, I'm not the only person saying this, but uh, you know, the, the human soul is not built for Zoom. I agree. It never was designed for that. I and agree. it sort of, and whilst, look, at the end of the day, you know, when, again, this is what I say to people. If I'm talking to someone out of town, of course we're going to use Zoom. Why not, right? But if we're in the same city, I'm the first guy to say, I'll ask, I'll ask, hey, do you want to meet face-to-face? If they say no and they want to do it on Zoom, fine. But I'm the first guy to say, do you want to meet face-to-face? That's great. That's great. Yeah. There's just something about that anyway. There's that human connection, right? Yeah, and, and, and you've got to remember, no one's talking about, well, people are starting to talk about this now. People are now coming out with it. But, you know, the the rise in suicides and mental health issues yeah. that yes. we've seen globally. And I'm, like, for example, look, I'm all for the, I, I want to get my vaccine shot once I can. I'm all for ending COVID, but the use of unnecessary excessive lockdown creates other problems in society, which many of us believe out, you know, again, you don't want the cure being worse than the, the disease. That's so true. Um, I was reading some statistics that were what you're describing, you know, mental health was a big issue. It caused a lot of triggers in people that people didn't know they had. It's caused a lot of problems. Even like domestic violence and child abuse has gone up like 63% here in the States. So it's a big issue. Yeah, it's a big issue, but you know, hopefully we'll get through that. Yeah, and I think it's a matter of um, the more people that come forward and talk about it is the better. And again, the good thing, again, saying this, you know, again, lucky being Australia, um, Australians are pretty red pilled. We always have been. Australian culture is like, for example, political correctness never really took hold in Australia because Australian culture is the antithesis of political correctness, right? So it never really took hold here. So for example, Australians just naturally quite red pilled. If we see a problem, we're the first to call it out. And if someone says you can't say that, we're the first to start pointing fingers and abuse them, right? It's just Australian <laughs> culture, right? So Australian culture is very much, hey, let's be friends and let's be mates but you can't tell me what to do. I, right. I, won't tell, I won't tell you what to do and you can't tell me what to do. So right, that real right. independent, that's why I like Texans so much. So if any Texans are watching, we love you. Um, Texans, I don't know, I just get Texans, like Aussies get Texans. We're kind of all cut from the same cloth for right. whatever reason. We just Maybe we just evolved the same way. I can't explain it. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I think I was probably born in Australia, maybe, and they just shipped me here because I feel the same way. <laughs> That's great. I, I think a lot of Americans and great Americans like yourself, a lot of Americans have changed lately. It really changed because you sort of, um, you know, when you stop things like free speech, yes. you, and again, I will say this again, I'm all for the vaccine. I want the vaccine shot. I'm all for ending COVID and all that. But just lockdown after lockdown. Yeah. Is the cure worse than the disease? Right. Or the cancel culture for that matter, right? Everybody's canceling everybody. It's like, there ain't going to be nobody left. (laughs) Just canceling everyone. That's why I, that's why I liked your approach about, um, you know, if you're toxic, this is not for you. Yeah. It's not for you. So I appreciate that. And I want people to know more about you. So if you don't mind, um, before we close out, just letting us know, how we can follow you more, like how we can support you, how we can, you know, how can we find you, Edward? Nina, you're too awesome. Please um, yeah, add me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Just feel free to drop a note saying, hey, I saw you with Nina Perez. And, uh, and just on that note too, if you are watching, if any of my fans especially are watching, please follow Nina Perez as well. So oh, um, thank you. I'll be sharing this everywhere. So Nina Perez, so you are an amazing interviewer. That's all I can say. Thank you. Oh, that's very nice. I appreciate that. And so your, your um, site, is, is it your actual um, excellenceabovecoaching.com? Or? The best thing you do is just type Edward Zero into Google. Okay. And yeah. just, and well, Edward, Edward is everywhere, so I'm sure we can find you. Let us type Edward Zero into Google. Just scroll past America's Most Wanted, the no-fly list, the CIA <laughs> watch-out list. Just ignore all that, and then you'll see my website. No, just kidding. Okay. We'll make sure to do that. That is hilarious. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank Edward. You are the best. And I thank you for taking the time to do this. I know we have like a, uh, like right now it is uh, um, 6, 6.40 here PM. So I'm glad that we were able to find a time that we can both do this and connect with each other. You're the best. It's an honor. <laughs> you are the ultimate interviewer ever is all I can say. Oh, I appreciate it. Yay. So guys, I want to thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to follow Edward Zia. Z-I-A. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel, which is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. You have just listened to another great episode on Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get more amazing content. Also visit our website and YouTube channel. Until next time with more great episodes coming your way. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details